0: In case you don't know, my name's Kyle, and we're just so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, God's done great things uh, this weekend. Uh, I always get asked, I'm always one of those people, how many people were here? What all did God do? And here's my answer it's been my answer all weekend. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I think that amplifies one of those things that we get to be a part of that gives us a taste of heaven and makes me long for heaven because I think there's so many things that happen this weekend that we will never know about. We'll never be fully revealed. We'll never really know until we get to heaven and God's like, hey, let me show you what all I did. Let me show you what all I did. And so I just want to say thank you, Holland Chapel, for uh, just your willingness to serve and to love our community along with so many others in our community that just shared and that uh, God um, just was able to reveal himself to and through uh, you all. Uh, We believe that what we're doing in Amplify and our role in that is Carrying out Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, which is to be witnesses um, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And we've just gotten through teaching through the book of Acts, and we take that commission of Jesus very seriously. We also want to do that all throughout the world, and that we get to share with you some things today that are very, very exciting. In just a little bit, you're going to get to see eight people baptized, we're going to celebrate that, we're going to make a lot of racket, we're going to make a lot of noise. You can do it now if you want to, if you're already ready, yeah. Yeah. We got grandpas and grandmas in the house ready to see some grandkids get baptized, I mean it's just beautiful, I've met a lot of you, and we're just really, really excited um, so one thing that our church is a part of, and a lot of you know this, but we want to make sure all of you know about it, is we are planting a church in Peru. And you're going to see a screen that's going to kind of show you what this partnership looks like. It's a, it's a new way of church planting for our church, and we're really, really excited. It's our church partnering with an organization called Stadia, which helps churches plant churches. They're actually helping us plant a church in Indianapolis as well, which launches in September. And then also a partnership with Compassion, which a lot of you may be familiar with. Incredible organization that um, helps... Uh, Kids experience the love of Jesus and education and good food and so many incredible things. And so we are able to partner with Stadia and Compassion to plant a church in Peru. Um, Some of the folks from Stadia actually came and were with us this weekend at Amplify. Um, They wanted to be a part of what God is doing here. And a couple of them stayed over. And they're just incredible people. Their heart for Jesus is just phenomenal. And I'm going to invite one of them on the stage. I want to welcome Brent Folk with us this morning. Man, um, I got to meet this guy this year, and he's already meant so much to me. Uh, I know you don't want to go into all this, but I'll quickly. God's used this guy to plant a lot of churches. Um, he's now the executive director of resources for Stadia. Um, He leads something called a discipleship journey that I get to be a part of. It's about six lead pastors from around the country that he and another guy named Justin Moxley, they pour into us, and I need to be poured into, and you're a blessing to me, man. And we're just so glad to have you here today, and for you to share your heart on behalf of Stadia and what God is doing in and through you guys, and then what's happening in Peru on, on our end. So we welcome you, and share your heart a little bit, man. Yeah,
1: so first I just want to say thank you for having us here uh, Andrea Hamilton, our staff, is here. Matt Murphy had to fly back this morning. But uh, we learned something this weekend from you guys. Okay. Uh, everywhere we went, uh, Kyle just kept introducing us to the pastor of this church and the pastor of that church. And I'll be honest with you, that kind of kingdom cooperation doesn't happen everywhere where all the churches get together to do something great and everybody celebrates it together together. Nobody cares if it's on your backyard or their backyard. As I understand it, there were more volunteers here that aren't from this church than the volunteers that you guys, which is amazing how many volunteers uh, showed up to help this thing happen. Anyway, it was very humbling to our hearts. Thank you for showing us that because that is not common, unfortunately. Unfortunately, even in the kingdom of God, we don't work together that well sometimes. So thank you, thank you, thank you, because it was very significant. The other thing I just want to say to you is, I live in New York, okay, so I don't think we could get that many Christians together in the whole state. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> and that's only half-joking, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you guys are blessed with a good number of Christ followers still in your culture here in this part of the country. And would you pray for us on the fringes? Because, frankly, um, you know, I've been living 26 years in New York, and one of the reasons we still live there, we could live wherever we wanted, but one of the reasons we live there is to try to be salt and light, even just in our neighborhood. And uh, you know this as well as I do, that even here, where you have a much higher percentage of people that are involved in the church, involved in following Jesus, there's still a whole lot of people who are lost, and a whole generation that is in danger of being lost. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing with uh, creative ways to bring the kingdom of God together and your commitment as a church to reaching more and more, not more Christian people, but more who are far from God, Mm -hmm. we applaud you. And that's what church planning is all about. So we're glad to be partnered with you. Yeah, we love it. We love it.
0: Hey, so I think we get to do a little reveal this morning that I'm very excited about. We've got a picture, and there's going to be some more coming. So um, this picture right here, this is a piece of land. Um, That's exciting, right? It's in Peru. It's actually in the city in which we are planting a church. And so there's that piece of property that the money that we have given has helped purchase. And I got this not long ago, but now we've got new pictures today that I actually just saw this morning for the first time. And so, Brent, tell us what's going on with Peru and where we are right now. So
1: you guys are partnered with what we call a mother church in Peru who has had a vision to plant a church in this community and reach the people in this community for some time. Uh, this community is Cusco, Cerro, Colorado. (laughs) And uh, I used to remember what that meant, but it means something colorful. Uh, Colorado means colorful. So uh, the Mother Church, and here's a picture of some of the folks from the Mother Church, have been praying and working in this community for some time. Because of your partnership, they now have the resources to move forward with creating a building, but they're already working with people in the community, with young people as well as with their parents, um, and they're building trust, and they're building a rapport with people in a new community that don't know Jesus, and they're starting to build a building. That one kind of snuck in there. Yeah, can we go but back? Go, go back to that one previous. So this is your church building. It's coming up out of the ground now in Peru. Yeah. And it doesn't look like much yet, but the next slide shows you some of the young people that are already sharing. These are from the Mother Church. They're sharing with others in the community. They go around door to door. Uh, They hold events on the weekends. They're building excitement, building trust with the people in the community. They've also been um, looking for children who are living in extreme poverty because uh, next month we're going to get an opportunity to meet those kids. They're taking their pictures and you're gonna not going to want to miss that day when you get to meet the kids of this community who need a boost. They need a little hand up uh, in their life. But the church is getting ready with a facility that will be able to host these children uh, every day of the week and feed them and love on them and teach them about Jesus, teach them how to love each other. So that's all still coming, but uh, we're pretty excited to be able to show you. These pictures are from July, just a few weeks ago, uh, and they, they just got to us, and we're able to share them with you. We'll keep sharing pictures like this throughout the next year.
0: Yeah. So September twenty third is coming pretty quick, is the day that we are going to have opportunity as families to um, just take on the sponsorship of these kids that they're identifying. And again, if you don't know anything about compassion, man, go look up compassion. You will not be anything but impressed with what they do around the world. As they partner with the local church and we partner with them, our family's been compassion kid sponsors for years now. We have two kids in different parts of the world. We can't wait to be able to sponsor some more kids in Peru. And potentially this church right here, our church, getting to plant that church, We have the potential to sponsor every kid in that community that needs that love, the gospel of Jesus Christ, education, and good food. And so September 23rd is just going to be a fun, fun day. Yes, it is. want to show you one more picture now. I think we got a picture of uh, the pastor of the church, the new church. And I'm going to butcher his name, but I'm confident when I go meet him, he's going to butcher my name too, so it's all good, right? Um, Dario Cordova, all right? It's not too complicated, but Dario, and I'm supposed to roll that R really good. Let me tell you what we've gotten from him so far on our end that I just want to share with you. Here's what he says. This is, at the age of 16, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. At 18 years old, God gave me the privilege of preaching the gospel through music in different parts of Peru. After 25 years, I went to study at the Bible Institute. After that, I returned to my church to develop work with the young people. God gave me a family, wife, and three children. We served in the mother church of, sorry, another name there, I'm going to butcher, Suyad Atan, really bad, until 2015. After a three-day fast, you all know what that means, right? That means you don't eat for three days and you pray. After a three-day fast, um, it says God placed in our hearts a burning desire to go to... Uh, Cedro, Colorado to Shepherd. We moved to Cedro, Colorado, and now we are excited to begin a church in this place. So would you just join me in just praying for God to move mightily in our church on September 23rd. Would you join me in praying for Pastor Cordova, and we want to do that right now. Yeah. Okay, let's bow. Let's pray. Father, we bow before you. We are so thankful that you love us and you gave us Jesus. We're so thankful for those people in our lives that shared Jesus with us. And now we have the privilege through things like Amplify and things like a church plant in Peru to share the glorious gospel with people from here and around the world that need the forgiveness, the love, the hope, and the life of Jesus the very same way we did and that we do and we have him, and we want to share him. We thank you for Pastor Cordova and the many who are serving and working there. We're thankful for the partnership that we get to have with Stadia, Brent, and team being here, and the partnership we get to have with compassion. Father, I pray that you just move mightily through your spirit as we, your church, just try to keep spreading the name and the love of Jesus Christ around the world. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Would Amen. you thank
1: Brent for being here today? Thank you, thank you all. You Brent. See you soon.
0: So, if you want to take the opportunity to meet Brent and/or Andrea, they're going to be over here. Y'all know we got like a we have a we have a spot out there. That's what that is, where you come in. We can, we don't have a name for that. It's just a spot. It's not enough room. So we've got them set back up uh, back here. You can find out more information. They got really cool T-shirts you can get if you want to. Find out more information about Stadia. Also, Chris. He's gonna be hanging out back here too with some incredible merchandise. And mom and dad are gonna be out there. That's probably who you want to meet. You probably want to meet his mom and dad. They'll probably sign stuff for you, probably, right? Mom and dad? <laughs> All right. Anyway, they're gonna be out there too. And so if you want to pick up some of his music or anything, man, it's just gonna be a neat opportunity to do that. Uh, I want to share with you uh, one passage of scripture, and then we're gonna celebrate baptism. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13. You can open your Bibles and/or look on the screen, Matthew chapter 3. In verse 13, it says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. I want to pause on that verse. I want to go back to verse uh, verse 13. I don't want you to miss what we just read. I don't want you to miss the name that we just mentioned. Did you see what that name was? Jesus. We're talking about Jesus, the Son of God, who has always been and who will always be. Up until this time period that we're reading about in Scripture, Jesus had lived in heaven forever. And he chose to come down here and live among people like you and I. So I want you to get who we're talking. We're talking about the Son of God here living and breathing and moving in this life on this earth just the way we do except for he did it without sin. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, verse 14. But John tried to talk him out of it. Hey, yo, bro, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said. I don't know if you got one of those Bibles where it makes the words of Jesus read. I have one of those. I like that because I think we need to let the words of Jesus just be a little bit louder, right? And notice what Jesus says. It should be done. So he's saying a couple things here. He's saying, one, I need to do this, but then he makes it very clear that this is what we need to do because he goes on after saying it should be done. He says, for we must carry out all that God requires. And so Jesus is telling me and telling you that he needed to be baptized. Wait a minute. Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect one, he needed to be baptized? And then he follows it up and says, it's what we ought to do too. It goes on. It says, so John agreed to baptize him. Verse 16, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Verse 17, and a voice from heaven said, can you imagine being there in this moment? You're seeing this coming down of the Spirit of God like a dove, and you hear this voice from heaven. They witnessed this, and it says, and a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved Son, Who brings me great joy? What a beautiful, beautiful thing we get to read about that took place when Jesus was baptized. The Father says, This is my Son. The Spirit says, I approve of this. We see Father, we see Son, we see Holy Spirit in this moment. And Jesus saying to me, saying to you, those of us who are believers, those of us who are followers, that this is what we ought to do. This is what we must do. So the question is, and I'm just going to get really practical with you for just a moment, why would somebody get wet in public? Because that's really what happens in baptism. It's a weird thing that you do when you get baptized. I mean, a bunch of people to get together, they don't get in the pool. We stand on the edge of the pool and we watch you get in. It's pretty strange. Why would people get wet in public? Well, it's because what it shows the world. It shows the world that you are a believer. It shows the world that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. It shows the world that you do what Jesus does. It shows the world that you do what Jesus tells you to do. It shows you that he is your king and that he is your master. I got one simple thing I want to give you as far as notes. If you want to write it down, it's so simple, but it's so huge. And here it is. Following Jesus in baptism is part of following Jesus. Jesus. So today, these eight people that are going to be baptized, guess what? They are doing part of what Jesus told them to do in following him. You're going to get to see some followers of Jesus today. The reason why they're getting baptized is to tell you and the world and everybody they possibly can make it known to that they believe in Jesus, that Jesus has washed them of their sins, that they are cleansed. And just like when the father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, I don't know if God's going to speak out loud this morning or not. He could if he wanted to. But here's what I'm telling you. This morning, the father is going to say, these are my kids and I'm pleased. And they're followers of my son who is named Jesus. Following Jesus in baptism is a part of following Jesus. So today you're going to see some followers of Jesus follow Jesus. Maybe you're a follower of Jesus and you never followed Jesus in baptism. The word of God says that's what we do as followers of Jesus. Beautiful picture that we see here in Scripture, okay? Beautiful picture that we see here Beautiful picture that you're going to see there. So you asked me what the sermon is today. These eight people are really the ones that are going to preach the sermon this morning. Here's what you're going to see in their baptism. You're going to see some people who are going to go in the water. They're going to be standing up. They're going to be laid back into the water, and they're going to be raised back up. And here's what you're going to see. You're going to see the death to an old life and a picture of going down into the tomb, if you will. their sins being washed away and coming back up in new life. That's what you're seeing today in baptism. Here's what else you're going to see today. You're going to see Jesus in their baptism. You're going to see him. You're going to see his life. You're going to see his death. And you're going to see Jesus' resurrection. And that is our hope, isn't it, believers? It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is not that we are good people who go to a good church. It is that we have a perfect Savior who lived a perfect life, who died a horrific death and rose up a triumphant resurrection. Amen? Isn't that why we celebrate? Isn't that why we serve? Isn't that why we believe? Amen. Amen. And so we're going to let these eight people Man, you're just going to see this. We're going to celebrate this. I don't know if you were loud this weekend, but I'm just here to tell you, let's get a little bit louder this morning. Let's encourage these people. Heaven's going to be celebrating, so let's join in the party as we witness these eight just showing forth their faith in Jesus Christ.